Man, it's crazy, man. It's it's really crazy. You know, as this theme song was playing, I saw a viewer jump in and jump right back out. Listen, you don't want to jump out. You want to stay locked into this show, okay? Calm your nerves. It's going down. Like I said, we got a lot to talk about, okay? It's going down. We talking about the Giants. We talking about Saquon Barkley. We talking Daniel Jones. We talking Eric Enemy. We talking the enemy. We talking the NBA. We talking Take for 99. We talking Aaron Rodgers. It's all going down right now, and I'm going to pass over the mic to my co-host, Zach, who's on the mic and who's ready to roll. Zach, how you feeling? Well, what's going on, my guy? Happy to be here as always. And I wanted to wish you and everyone listening a very happy President's Day. It's crazy. Already uh, getting to late February, getting close to my favorite time of the year, March Madness. And yeah, man, just uh, a great time to be here. Really looking forward to today's show. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. Happy President's Day to all. Okay. Man, listen, Zach. Woo! We're going to get right to it right now with the first topic that we have on today's show. And one more time for the listeners out there, please like and subscribe to the channel to be notified of any new uploaded content that we have coming your way. And we might as well begin as you look at the bottom of your screen. The commanders announced that Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator for the team. Why does no one, however, want to hire Eric Bieniemy as a head coach? And Zach, I pass over the mic to you to get us started. Yeah, well, so I think I should preface this by saying Eric Bieniemy has been in the news because he is now the new offensive coordinator slash assistant head coach of the Washington Commanders. After 10 years with Kansas City, he is now in Washington and he's going to be working for Ron Rivera. And I'll start off by saying this, right? I feel super bad for Eric Bieniemy and the fact that he felt like what like we could have our debates like is this a good move for him or not but the bottom line is he felt like leaving Kansas City and going to Washington was the best move for his career future which i assume also means the best chance for him in his mind to hopefully get a, ho- a head coaching job sooner rather than later and i totally understand that the NFL has had a major major problem not only in the past but currently right now in terms of hiring African-American head coaches, there are not a ton of them. And I definitely believe that African that there are a ton of African-American candidates that deserve opportunities now and that have deserved opportunities in the past that unfairly didn't get them. But my thing with Eric Bieniemy is it's not like no one is interviewing him, right? He's interviewed with half the league, so 16 of the 32 teams. And when you look at Eric Bieniemy's resume and everything that he's done in his uh, decade in Kansas City, right? He has two Super Bowl rings. He is he was the offensive coordinator for a chief team that went to five straight AFC championship games. And an argument I've heard a lot of is Andy Reid is the one calling the plays. Eric Bieniemy, he's not the one calling the plays, so that's why you shouldn't hire him. But when you look at other candidates that have been hired in the past, you know, Matt Nagy, he was an Andy Reid guy. He got hired. Once upon a time, John Harbaugh was the Eagles special team coach with Andy Reid. He gets hired. Andy Reid also uh, really uh, spoke well about the enemy and the game plan in the Super Bowl. He was a big part of that. And I know that Andy Reid likes to speak highly about a lot of his assistant coaches. Like he did the same thing for Mike Kafka when he was trying to get the Cardinals job. But my thing with Eric the enemy is I just think this story, given his resume, given everything we know about Eric the enemy, it makes no sense to me why He's not a head coach. It's a question I'm still trying to figure out. I I have no idea. And I feel like there's something we just don't know 
about Eric Bieniemy, whether it's being a bad interviewer or just not being prepared for the interviews. Like there just has to be something, or maybe it's off the field given his history that we don't know about. Like there just has to be something about Eric Bieniemy and why he's not getting an opportunity because he's been interviewed by half the league. He's been interviewed by 16 teams and his resume clearly says he's qualified for the job. And I understand given the NFL's history and given the precedence of what we've seen, like we've never really seen anything like this. And that's kind of why I think like there just has to be something we don't know about this situation because it makes no sense to me why Eric Bieniemy has not been hired yet. And I'm, I'm really curious to, to follow the story and what goes on. And I'll close out by saying this. I just feel pretty unfortunate and pretty bad for him that he had, that he felt the need that he had to go to Washington. And I know when uh, you're in Kansas city, you're going to be overshadowed by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes most of the time. But, and even if he's making more money, even if his title is technically better, I just have a hard time thinking that the Washington commanders offensive coordinator job is better than Kansas City's, but the enemy thought that would be the only and best way for him to get out of, to get a head coaching job, to get out of the chief's shadow. So I understand why he did it. I feel bad for him. And my main conclusion is just there has to be something we don't know about the situation because it makes no sense to me why this guy hasn't gotten a head coaching job yet. Absolutely. You know, I've been wanting to talk about this topic for a long time, you know, since I heard the the news that he took the job. Now we all know, and I don't really have to dive specifically into the flawed system that is the hiring practices of the NFL. I already beat the drum on that. I feel like, you know, when these things happen, and it's good to bring up, obviously, knowledge is power. But at the same time, we beat that horse already. Okay, that horse is dead. We, we done beat it. So we know what it is. Okay, we don't know what it is by now, then we just ain't going to never know. So I'm not even going to dive into the flawed system that is the NFL hiring practices, right? I think for me, it comes down to people wanting to help people. And this goes beyond the owners, right? Because I was saying to myself, he's been with the team for the last five years, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, right? The last five years. He's um, been, he's been offensive up. coordinator for the last five, but he's been with the team for about 10. Wow. Even thank you for adding that to. So he's been with the team for 10 years. Okay. And never really had the keys to run the offense. So if you're Andy Reid, with all you accomplished in the NFL, right? Um, the third most playoff wins behind um, Shula and Bill Belichick. You know, you just won a Super Bowl. You won another one. When are you going to say, you know what? Let me take a step back and help my guy out. Like, obviously, it's not his duty. I'm not saying that he's forced to or he, he has to. You don't have to do anything, right? Just like somebody helping a dude across the street who's homeless. You don't have to give him a dollar or help him out or give him a meal. But it's from the heart. When are you going to take that step back? When were you going to do that? You you accomplished everything, right? You won a championship recently. You won another one a couple years ago. When were you, if you had any intention to take a step back and say, you know what? I'm going to help this guy out because I want to see him successful. And what I mean by that is not retiring. I don't mean give up your job, but do what the Washington Commanders did. Allow him to call plays. He didn't do that. And that's why I respect the hell out of Bruce Arians, okay? And I always bring it up because as much as I got on him at various times because I was a Brady fan, I always reflected by the culture that he installed in Tampa Bay and how that was monumental. Because 
he took a back seat. He said, you know what? I'm going to hire the most diverse staff there is in the whole entire NFL. I'm going to hire two black African-American offensive coordinators and defensive coordinator. And I'm also going to have females on my staff. Okay. So I'm going to sit back. The team is already stout. We just signed the GOAT. And I'm going to allow these guys to work for their job. Give them an opportunity to work for their job, to work for a raise in position, in money. And he did that. And I remember watching the Super Bowl. And nobody really mentioned this. But if I'm going to preach, you know, hiring practices and, and things need to be changed, I got to be 100%, you know, on top of the good things I see. Right? I can't always talk about the bad. How about we talk about the good? And when that happened and I saw Brian Leverich and Todd Bowles in the Super Bowl calling a very good game on both sides, I said to myself, and I said on the air, as much as I can go on a Brady you know, rant in a good way because we won the chip and I could, you know, I'm the biggest Brady fan in the world. I took time to recognize that. And I said, you know what? Look at these two African-American coordinators doing it in the biggest game of them all, making a name for themselves. And we all know what happened after that. Byron Leverage was offered the Jaguars job, which, you know, he wanted some demands and he didn't get, you know, he didn't take the job. That was on him, right? Um, Todd Balls, we already know what happened eventually. Bruce Arians stepped down. Now, everybody could have their conspiracy theories and their theories on why Bruce Arians stepped down, but he willingly stepped down and allowed, and he already had Todd Bowles a position to be the next guy to take this job. Obviously, unfortunately, issues with the offensive line and the offense, but Todd Bowles got another job. Brian Roulette was just retained his duties calling the plays, but Bruce Arians gave them a shot. That's why I'm going to my guy, Andy Reid, who's accomplished more. Then Bruce Arians, right? You talk about somebody that really cares about legacy. Out the two, it should be Bruce Arians because we hold Andy Reid to a higher standard than Bruce Arians. All right? But Bruce Arians didn't care about that. He wanted to be the change he wanted to see. So there's one thing to want change, and there's another thing to inspire change and, and do what it takes and be the change that you want to see. Trust me, Zach. I see it all the time. I know people personally in the fields of study that I want to go, go into and be in that could help me today if they wanted to, but they don't because they're more concerned about, you know, moving up the ladder, moving up the ladder, moving up the ladder. And I get that. I respect that wholeheartedly, but you have an opportunity to put food on my plate and you refuse to do so because it's not in your best interest. Me, I'm not cut from that cloth. If I can help somebody as long as I'm moving up too, and I can move up and help that person, I'm going to do just that. And I'm I'm really disappointed that Eric Bieniemy had to leave that situation so he can be uh, uh, in a better situation that would give him an opportunity to be what he should be a head coach in the National Football League. Yeah, so I'll respond to that. Like, do you think um, Bieniemy not calling the plays is the primary reason why he hasn't been hired yet? I think is a lot of it because it's like okay, when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, you have Patrick Mahomes. You have Andy Reid. If you're not even calling the plays majority, right, um, then, of course, we're going to look at that and say, you know what? Well, it's Patrick Mahomes. A lot of people saying he's the, the GOAT, <laughs> right? Even though it's Tom Brady, we know that. But I think it, it comes at a detriment. And that's why in the chat I said to you the other day, I remember you saw it. I was saying, is it Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes that's stopping Egg the enemy from growing, and sure enough, 
we know what the answer is because he left. He wouldn't have left if he felt that that opportunity was better for him in the long run. He would not have left. But the fact that he left to take the same position that he ultimately had, just a, you know, assistant coach that they call him now, that tells you a lot. Where was Mahomes? Like, I, you know, maybe I don't follow the team like that. I'm not sure. I don't want to come at Mahomes because, you know, I, I believe he's a phenomenal individual. But where is the politicking for this guy? Where's the help? Like, I, I, I'm i baffled. And I'm not trying to listen. Like I said, we know what the owners are, right? We know that they hire who they like, right? And you could go the extra mile based on your observations. I don't care. But I'm looking at the guys that can vouch for this guy, the guy that the guys that go to war with this guy, the guy that's being coached by this guy, the guy that's shadowing this guy. Where y'all at? Yeah, so this is another big reason like why I'm just very confused and perplexed by this whole situation. I understand that Eric Bieniemy wasn't the one that was primarily calling plays, but neither was Matt Nagy when he got hired by the Bears. Neither was Doug Peterson when he was in Kansas City and he got hired by the Eagles. So I just think there's more to it. Like I don't think the reason why Eric Bieniemy has not been hired yet is because he wasn't the one calling plays. And I'm happy you brought up um, Mahomes and Andy Reid and like why they were just so like okay with letting him go and Andy Reid I, I did see a report uh leading into the Super Bowl that he was part of like a big meeting with all the owners and he like made it a point to get up and stand up and talk about the enemy and just how qualified he thinks he is to be a head coach but I'm just very confused by the fact that Again, it's not like he's not getting interviews, right? He's gotten 16 interviews. So there have been 16 different owners, 16 different teams that have allowed him to interview to come into their building. And for some reason, he hasn't gotten hired. And the other thing I think about is like, if Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, like you said, if they really wanted him back, I feel like they could have just paid him what Washington paid him and, you know, give have, have his job back. Like Eric Bieniemy was on like a string of one-year contracts. So there was some like, there was something off between the two sides. I'm still trying to figure out what exactly those are, but I do, I, I am a little perplexed why Reed and Mahomes wouldn't fight a little bit harder for him. Like I really think I'm watching the parade. Will I'm watching the chief sideline after they win the Super Bowl, and like Patrick Mahomes and Matt Nagy are apparently BFFs now. That's probably who's going to be the new chiefs offensive coordinator. But you saw Mahomes and Biennemi yelling at each other a little bit throughout the season. Like, that wasn't really made that much of a story. That happens all the time between coach and quarterbacks, especially when you have a star quarterback. But I do think there probably was a little bit of disconnect between Mahomes or Biennemi and between Reed, Reed and Biennemi. And that's why he's not back in Kansas City. So I'm not exactly shocked by that. Like, once we started hearing about the commander rumors, like, we all kind of realized, like, okay, this thing is probably going to happen. But I just think. There is something about Eric Bieniemy that we don't know that is the reason why he's not getting an opportunity. Because other than that, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it could be. But at the same time, we know the NFL. We know the track record with the NFL. So we do have to, you know, balance that and, and put that in consideration along with maybe the interviewing skills is not up to par. I don't want to really speculate on that because I don't know. But I think for me, like, it's like back to your point. And back to my point, yo, Mahomes, Andy Reid, where y'all at, man? All right, fine. 
you don't want to you don't want to take a step back. You want to continue to call the plays and run the show if you're Andy Reid because you're great at what you do, obviously, right? But give him a pay raise. Give him a bucket of chicken. You know what I'm saying? My man's can't get a bucket of chicken. Give him a pay raise, bro. Like, it's crazy to me. You have him one of these one-year deals where it's set up where you don't have to pay him, you know, um, literally, you don't have to pay him large amounts of money. Give him a pay raise. If you can't get him a job, then all right. Give him a pay raise so he can take care of his family. Like, I, I just don't understand it. I don't care what meeting Andy Reid went to. You had an opportunity to be the hero here, and you chose to turn a blind eye. Yeah, you you probably said something. Okay, cool. I could go up in here and say anything. But you have the power to inflict the change in a way. Like, give him a better shot to see the change. And you didn't do it. So, yeah, I, I don't really know why they didn't do that. But I think for me, you know, Zach, it's a very interesting stat that I, I've seen here about the NFL coaches in the NFL. So basically, over the century, there's been 500 coaches to coach in the NFL. Only 25 of them was African-Americans. 25. 25 over 500. Something's not adding up there, right? So you talk about Brian Flores and the fact that he got fired and we was like, yo, he should have a job. First of all, that firing was surprising. I obviously have intel about that firing and I, you know, dive into that if we need to. But um, obviously, we were shocked. We were shocked that he didn't get another job, even though he was hella qualified over the guys that weren't. So it was it's nothing different. It's no different here. And then um, a lot of people came to me and said, Lil, what about the Jay-Z contract with the NFL? I want to just say this about that, because I've talked about this plenty of times. That contract has nothing to do with the hiring practices. That contract has nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick. That contract is an entertainment contract. Okay, between Jay-Z and the NFL. So when you out there watching Rihanna in the weekend, the last couple of years, that's exactly what that is. An entertainment contract. Get your facts straight. With that being said, Zach, I think for me, right, there's a couple ideas that I had, right? I wrote them down uh, to try to, um, there we go. So basically, this is why I would never tell another, you know, African-American to not take a job, right? Because I've heard... You know, for example, my cousin, right? I know he meant good intent with this, but he said, you know, Lovey Smith, why are you taking the, the Texans job? He was fired before he was hot. Yeah, but he got an opportunity. Even though he was probably not going to be there in the long haul, they probably use him as a bridge. He still got an opportunity. I can never tell you to not take that job. Brian Maletrich, I can never tell you to not take the Jaguars job. Doug Peterson, he took that job, and guess what? This is the most attractive destination there is in the AFC potentially like if you talk about if you match them up with other teams it's a very lucrative destination he could have took that job right um the list goes on so Brian Flores is another one right there's reports that he turned down the Cardinals job I would never tell you to do that I don't care how unlucrative that job is because now you're still a defensive coordinator and I don't buy that theory I don't believe he turned anything down my theory is that he sued the Cardinals in his lawsuit along with the other teams because um Steve Wilkins joined the lawsuit and sued them, and that's why that fell through. They realized that, oh, I was in a lawsuit. Screw that. But if it was him turning that job down, I wouldn't advise that either because the Vikings, you're going to have to turn water into wine. That was a historically bad defense to get another shot. So I can never do that, knowing what I know. When it comes to the enemy, Zach, I pass it back to you. Um, It's just baffling to me. 
Yeah, and that is just a crazy stat you brought up about the 500 coaches being hired. Like, it's definitely something the NFL really needs to address. And there are countless examples. You mentioned Steve Wilkes and Brian Flores. Those are both those are both really good ones. But there have been a ton of coaches or potential coaches that should have gotten much more of an opportunity that didn't. But um, going back to the enemy and this uh, case in particular, so I'm still really confused by it. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, what exactly is going on and from a surface right like if you're the Kansas City Chiefs I'm, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes you just won the Super Bowl you've been to five straight AFC championship games and for some reason your offensive coordinator cannot get a head coaching job so if I was Kansas City if he's not a head coach I would really try to make it a priority to bring him back as you said give him a pay raise like whatever you have to do from the surface I would really try my best to bring him back but they're not. And it seems like they just had no interest in doing it. I really do believe deep down, if Patrick Mahomes really wanted Eric Bieniemy as his offensive coordinator this season, I do believe Andy Reid and the Chiefs and their ownership would have got uh, paid him just what Washington did. And he would still be the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator. And I combine that with the fact, and I know I have brought it up a lot, but I think it's really important here. Like, he is getting the opportunity to interview. So there are owners that are at least willing to give him a chance. So I put those two things together. Like I understand the NFL has a really bad history and it makes no sense that he doesn't have a job, but like if anyone else, like a random person interviewed for something like 16 times and didn't get the job, like that kind of says something to me. Like maybe there, this is what, like, I'm trying to, be as reasonable and, and balance both sides as possible. And I'm not diminishing the fact that African-Americans don't get fair opportunities because I will acknowledge it's a huge problem in the NFL and it's something that needs to be fixed. But I just think like if the enemy was elite and there was nothing up, he would still be the chief's offensive coordinator. I'm not saying he's not elite. He's won two Super Bowls as an offensive coordinator, but we're not in that building every day. Like, I just think there is something about him that we don't know <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have a job because it makes no sense that he doesn't. I mean, you have valid points, but it's like for me, like, is he a serial killer? Does he Maybe. got bodies buried in his backyard or something? Like, if it's not that, then I don't really know what it is. And also, there is incentive to do interviews with African Americans, the Rooney Rule. I think that notion pretty much is taken care of with that because you do get incentives if you interview. You know, African-Americans. I just clarify one thing. So every team has to interview an African-American. It's if you hire them. That's when you get the draft pick. Obviously. So, yeah, you have to. So basically, you have to interview African-Americans. I'm pretty sure you would interview him because he's top of the list. So, listen, listen, I don't know what it is. I have no clue. But I would say, and I've been preaching this the whole entire debate we had. I don't even call it debate, but dialogue we had with Andy Reid, who, quote, unquote, there was talks about him retiring. Like, bro, come on, bro. Like, you accomplished so much, bro. I don't need to see you no more. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Like, your legacy is there. It's intact. It's not missing. It's there. You're one of the greatest coaches to do it. Okay? This is a perfect time to help a brother out. You got Patrick Mahomes, who people say is the, the best quarterback in the NFL, who's a champion. That's what I know. Right? He won two chips. You have a good team. That's a perfect succession plan, succession plan right there for an African-American, you know, um, guy that's inspiring to be a coach, right? Why not retire, bro? Spend time with your family. Let the new generation kick it off, bro. What are you doing here? 
Why are you still here, bro? Like, why are you still in the NFL, bro? Bye. I'm sorry. I don't want to be disrespectful and all that. It may be coming off that way, but I just hate when people could help other people and decide not to do it. I just don't respect that. I don't respect a human that thinks like that. I would never co-sign that. As much as the world forgot about me, I'm not going to forget about the world because y'all wasn't there. Y'all had nothing to do with people turning me down. Y'all ain't had nothing to do with people not helping me out. So I'm not going to penalize you. I'm going to help you if I can. It is what it is. But Zach, I don't think it's a bad situation for Eric B. Enemy to go to the commanders. I actually think it's, it's beneficial. They have pieces. They have talent. They have weapons. You know, a guy like Curtis Samuel, I think, will fit well in an Eric B. Enemy system, right? Like a Tyreek Hill. Hopefully, they can get the most out of Logan Thomas, you know, like with Kelsey. He could kind of give him a few pointers to have him break out. I still think he's a, you know, good tight end. He just hasn't broke out. Injuries and stuff like that played a huge factor in that. But they need a quarterback. You know, if I'm the Washington Commanders, I'll go all in for Lamar Jackson or somebody. But um, they have the pieces. They have the talent, man. They have talent. All they need is a quarterback. And if they can get a quarterback, I don't think Ron Rivera was going to last past next Black Monday. And I think potentially Eric Bieniemy may have his opportunity to be a head coach. And it might be on this exact team we're talking about right now, the Commanders. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do at quarterback. Ron Rivera uh, was interviewed during uh, Radio Raw at the Super Bowl, and he said they're all in on Sam Howell right now, the rookie third-round pick from North Carolina, and he did play well in the limited action he got, won them a big game uh, to close the season against the Dallas Cowboys. But I do think they'll bring in a veteran quarterback. And it's interesting uh, with like the NFC and the NFC East in particular. Like Washington did have a decent season last year. I think they were better – than people expected but what i'm trying to figure out is is that a result of just the nfc being a terrible conference like next year when the league does get better do certain teams like that take a step back i'm not sure i really think they need chase young healthy on the field for a, a full 17 game season we saw what that guy did in his rookie year he was is just a monster pass rusher and he's just had a little bit of trouble uh, staying healthy i think he's a big key to that team but Honestly, when I look at Washington, I, I think this is a team with a ton of question marks right now, and it starts with the quarterback position. And when I look at Eric Bieniemy, I understand why he made this decision. It was becoming evident like he was never going to get a head coaching opportunity if he would have just stayed with the Kansas City Chiefs because he would have been hired a long time ago. But just from like an overall perspective, like, yes, he's going to be making more money in Washington. Yes, his title is much better. He's the assistant head coach now, which is great. But I don't know if this job is better than being the Chiefs offensive coordinator. And I do hope that this does work out well for Biennemi because something is just not right with the, the hiring process and why he's not a head coach right now. So I hope it works out for him. But I just don't know if this is really a better job than Kansas City. But I do understand why he made the move because it was becoming more and more evident that he was just never going to be a head coach if he stayed in Kansas City. And my last point on this topic is that I can see where you're coming from. Like, if you told me, Lil, if you could be an offensive coordinator for either the Chiefs or the Commanders, Chiefs, no doubt, because they have Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, they have talented guys, Isaiah Pacheco, Chris Jones, they have, they won a Super Bowl recently, right? So, of course, yeah, job for job, that's better. But when you talk about the incentives, on the commanders that was offered to him while he took the job, the pay raise, the title raise. It's a better job, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely.